0: This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. Oh, wow, I love digging around in the 119th Psalm. And today we get to dig around still in the Kuf section. Actually, we get to do the fourth verse in the Kuf section, which would be the might anointing. Again, we're going through the anointings that are in Isaiah chapter 11, where you got wisdom and understanding and counsel. And so the fourth one is might. And as we've noticed in the fourth verse of each of these sections, of course, each verse is going to start with a letter of that section. So today's letter being the kuf, um, the letter that means actually has a lot to do with proximity in both time and space. And as we get closer or further away in time, Um, you're going to see how that lines up. And again, the fourth verse, if you go through each of these, it's quite often that the fourth verse is not only the might anointing, but it actually gives you somewhat the definition of the word that would align with the letter. So the letter kuf is the word kuf, and this idea of preventing, which means to come before. So at verse 147 in English, excuse me, verse 148 is what we're on today. In English, mine eyes prevent the night watches, that I might meditate in thy word. So again, the word prevent means come before, and we talked about last episode how King David would rise at midnight because of his harp, that the wind would change um, directions. As it came through the harp, it would make a sound, and he would wake up. And so here we We don't know which night watches, and there's much, much discussion about exactly what time this may be, but the the point is still it's obviously really early (laughs) because his eyes are going to be open, and what are they going to be doing, according to this verse, is in time he's spending time with God, but he's spending time in God's Word, and he's meditating. And, And so really, really cool as we see throughout the scriptures, this idea of meditation and, and what we're going to get to, the letter Shin, uh, later on. We're not terribly far from that section. And very cool that it comes up the second to the last letter. But this idea of meditating is a lot to do with chewing. It has a lot to do with processing or refining. And, and so as we meditate, um, I don't know if you knew this, but it really, really cool. The word lamb or sheep, begins with that same shin, or the word shalom starts with a shin, or the word um, Sabbath starts with the letter shin, meaning that this whole idea of processing the whole week, if you're talking about Sabbath or peace, has to do with not just a a peaceful, but actually, you know, processing. Which, when you think about a sheep, and the reason why a sheep starts with the letter shin, is that they are constantly chewing. That, that they're, yes, they're a clean animal because their hooves are cloven they're not touching the earth, which is cursed, but then they're also constantly processing. And, and the idea of our hearts processing God's word has everything to do with this idea of holiness, right? That as we um, spend time, right, as we prevent in the morning <laughs> with our eyes studying and meditating on the word, you see that's going into our heart, which then processes it, it chews it. And, and then it, it provides that nourishment for our souls. And therein is our strength, right? Because in his presence is fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so you get all this idea of might right here, is if we spend time processing that, we get that. So again, to apply this in my life, you know, what does this look like? And and I know that that really has to do with a sense of that that book teaches Jesus' love to me in a way that no other book teaches it and I can experience God's love. I can experience Jesus's love it, through that book in a, way, in a way that I can't really experience through any other book. And so I know when I first came to really process that and chew on that part of the word as I was getting up early, which I've done for years and years, and study, study, study that book, that book perhaps more than any other was something that my soul needed, that I, I spent months and months and months um, when I first started reading the book because Matthew Henry said, <laughs> you know, in this book, you know, is the place that elephants can swim because it's so deep and so much has to do with how Christ loves the church. And early on in the first chapter, I, you know, it just it totally caught my attention, and this is where it grabbed me initially, and, and I feel like that I began to chew on it, was, you know, the, the Shulamite woman asked the shepherds, you know, where do I find, you know, my beloved? He's, she's asking the question, and they tell her, in the King James Version, they tell her, go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock. In other words, in, in some translations, it's follow the tracks of the sheep, Okay. <laughs> And this idea of the sheep again are the people that are processing, the people that are that are adjusting the word of God in in so many different ways. But you know, if you read, there's a book called The Twenty Third Psalm by it from a shepherd's perspective, which is absolutely spectacular. And in that book, he talked about at the end of of the twenty third Psalm, where it says, "Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." that sheep are the animals with the golden hooves because where they graze, it makes a really, really green pasture, which, again, makes it really easy to follow the tracks of the sheep. <laughs> that, you know, where you've been, if you're pastured by the good shepherd, and this has everything to do with the shepherd, um, not the sheep, okay? And and, and the shepherd is is, is the deal, and because the shepherd does a great job of not over pasturing the sheep in other words they don't take the grass down to where it can't grow they leave them there just enough time to really leave, they leave their manure etc to to make the grass grow green and so behind a good sheep you will find great tracks <laughs> and that is the goodness and mercy that will follow me all the days of my life and and this is what the that psalmist pointed out to me as I was thinking about, You know, the great saints that we know that have left this green pasture for us in order to find the shepherd. Because if we find the shepherd, we're finding the one our heart loves. And and in order to get to the rest of the Song of Solomon, you've got to get through the first chapter. (laughs) And before you get to the good parts of the Song of Solomon, you have to find your beloved. Well, how do you find him? Well, this is such a beautiful passage of follow the tracks of the sheep. Well, if you, <laughs> in my, you know, when I think of any of the great sheep that are out there, you know, you follow C.S. Lewis. He spent an ma- amazing amount of time in the Word of God or Spurgeon or, or you, you name it. Paul, right? All these different wonderful um, sheep that we can experience. Where did they get their stuff? Well, they got it from the Bible itself. Like, oh, my goodness. And here, again, if we want to find the shepherd, uh, follow the tracks of the sheep. It's this absolutely spectacular verse. Again, you know, it's in the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 8, and uh, I think that for me, you know, it clearly was a way that I sat there when I meditated on that and completely understood it, and of course I saw that after I'd read the book on the um, Psalm 23rd Psalm by the Shepherd's Perspective. It really gave me an idea of, wow, here's how I find Jesus, and Simply, you know, how many great, great sheep (laughs) have left their tracks for us? And I thank you for listening.